two of the consistent themes on this show. First and foremost, if you've ever worked for me in corporate America or worked with me, you hear you hear this phrase, it's a, a Lance J-ism. We play chess, not checkers. People that play checkers get involved in, in, in frivolous stuff. They get involved in a 24-hour news cycle. They get involved in their feelings. They don't make business decisions. People that play checkers gossip. People that play checkers beef with other people over, over foolishness. People that play checkers don't treat colleagues and friends and, and, and peers with respect. Whereas people that play chess, they have more of a longitudinal approach on life. They're, they're trying to look at the, the, the panorama, the big picture. They're chasing the ultimate bag. They're chasing greatness. And then the second thing is we, we focus on, on ideas, not people. So what's important to me is talking on this show about ideas, about concepts, about how to get better. I like interviewing people that have an understanding on what's going on. Like I talk a lot of healthcare, but we talk a lot of hip hop. I want to know what's going on in the industry. Not really worried about the he said, she said, all of that news cycle stuff. Spilling the tea. Spreading rumors, all of that stuff. That's just not what I do. So I see two instances of things that just... They don't sit well with me. I mean, these people are, are way above and more important and more relevant than me. And they don't really need Lance J's opinion. But these are guys, these are both um, artists and media personalities that I look up to, that I respect, that I aspire to to be like, to have that level of relevance, to have that level of cachet, to have that level of a fan base. And these are all people that have done a lot for the culture, the hip-hop culture, so the first is Pete Rock and Funkmaster Flex have been going at each other. And I hate to see that. You know, I listened to both of them on WBLS growing up as a kid because I lived in New Jersey. You could pick up all the New York stations. And to break it down, Conway the Machine, who's an MC that I really respect, part of the Griselda clique, called out Funkmaster Flex for not, you know, basically for not playing Griselda. Which he doesn't. I mean, Funkmaster Flex has, has been accused over the years of being a payola guy, of being a mainstream-only guy. I mean, he's he's taking some heat for not really kind of being uh, – Conway called him a gatekeeper. And that's, a, that's probably a good description for what people think. Opinions, not facts. Pete Rock being a, a fan of Griselda. In fact, I learned about Griselda from Pete Rock's page. Chimed in. And Funk Flex went in on Pete Rock. Now that happens, you have people that are in the industry. Now, Funflex's first diss, to paraphrase, is this long IG post basically said that, hey, I love you, I love your music, I love your bars, you're great, I look up to you, you're awesome, you're the man. However, the way you run your business is bad, the way you treat people is bad, and your new stuff is trash. Basically, like, you've been running your mouth about me for quite some time, I'm tired of it. You couldn't cut it on radio. You got fired from BLS. You got fired from Hot 97. Pete Rock responded. Um, and Pete Rock's an interesting dude. Like, he's been on the show. Pete Rock's kind of the epitome of someone that I idolized that came on the show. I was like, this guy is different. He came on the show. He was kind of clearly high. 
Um, he was talking real slow. It, it was not. It was not a great interview. But shout out to Rampage for making it happen. But it's not one of the best interviews that that we've done on on the show of artists. Um, he kind of didn't really seem like he wanted to be there. And as someone that was interviewing him as a fan, it was just interesting. He didn't want to answer a lot of the questions that I asked. I mean, that, during that time was kind of the height of the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Like it was, it was an odd interview. And Pete Rock's been getting a lot of heat. Pete Rock suing Nas. Pete Rock um, allegedly is suing Eddie F, who was one of uh, Heavy D's DJs. Pete Rock is seemingly suing a lot of people right now. That's why I want to be careful what I say because I don't want to get sued. So Pete Rock and and Funkmaster Flex have been going back and forth on Instagram, and then Funkmaster Flex accused him of snitching on some some type of case that CL Smooth had on him. And he had talked about his relationship with CL Smooth. We always we always wondered people that follow Pete Rock and CL Smooth. They had two classic albums and they never recorded again. They never made another album. Usually, you stop making albums when the music falls off. Uh, Mecca the Soul Brothers, one of my favorite albums. Um, actually, probably my personally my favorite album. That Mad Villainy, or my personal two favorite albums of all time. But main ingredient was all that. And Funkmaster Flex said something that was interesting. He was like, you take you take your best beats and you didn't give them to CL, you give them to somebody else for your remixes, which is interesting because there are a lot of amazing beats on the Pete Rock remixes. But he accused him of dropping a dime on CL Smooth, and that's when you take the energy to another level. You're calling the man a rat. You're calling the man a snitch. You're calling him a... You're, and he used his platform, his show on Hot 97, which is one of the most popular hip-hop shows in the country. And he used his show to degrade Pete Rock. And I was just, that's very difficult to see. You're very disappointing to see. You're talking about two giants in the industry, two people that have paved the way, tearing each other down, man. And, you know, going to the snitch cart, that bothered me. The other thing that bothered me, I'm watching this whole thing with Gilly and, and Rick Ross. Now, Gilly comes off to me as very playful. Gilly's been on the show also, and, and we, just played, uh, we just played Gilly's interview a couple of days ago. And he would come in when we were on ESPN Philadelphia. This is before Wallow got out of prison. It was when he first started his Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast, which is now the best podcast in, in the hip-hop industry in the country. Has made Gilly an even bigger star than he was before. And it's a phenomenal podcast. It's funny. He gets, he gets the best um, athletes on. He gets the best artists on. One thing I love about Gilly, he puts so much positive energy out into the atmosphere. He's always stumping for Little Dirk. The baby, these these youngins, whereas most people our age are trying to to step on the youngins, he's always supporting the youngins. The the young balls, as they say in Philly. But him and Rick Ross have been going at it. And you got two guys that are in their mid late forties talking about who has more money, talking about who's more popular. And talking about their music and bars and, and getting into Rick Ross saying, Hey man, I spend more money on on my livestock than you spend on your wife and stuff like that. That's just very that's very um childish. And it's beneath both of them. You you guys are both great MCs, great personalities, done so much for the culture. And to see and to see two superstars going at each other, man, it just it just didn't doesn't sit well with me. Uh we gotta do better. Um if you don't think that 
kind of pivoting to my healthcare stuff. If you don't think that I have colleagues that hate on me about the Lance Day Show and the HealthCast and healthcare, if you don't think that I have colleagues that are jealous and talk smack about me at some of these conferences and, and try to, to imply that I don't know how to run a business as well as I should, if you don't think I had colleagues that talk crazy about me when I was in the Blue Cross system, and question my work ethic, question my talent, question if I was an affirmative action hire, question all of that. Y'all of your mind. I have people question me all the time. People say stuff about me all the time. People that to this day still still chirping about Lance J. Still trying to, to poke holes in what I'm doing. People that are, some of them just don't really think that highly of me. Some of them are just flat out jealous because I don't have a boss. I've had people that have tried to hold me back in my career. I've had people that told me that I would never be a C-suite, that I had a college, uh, uh, excuse me, a grad school professor that told me that I would never manage a major portfolio, that I did not have the aptitude or the talent or the ability to, to count. I mean, he basically told me I was too stupid. I told you I had, a, I had a company that interviewed me for a C-suite position and said that I was the best man for the job, but I went to measly, little piddly, nothing Oakwood College. Everybody here is Ivy League. You're not smart enough to work here and interact you don't have the executive presence, and then that company went out and lost $2 billion in the next several years. I never, ever respond. Right now, I have an immaculate reputation as a journalist. We don't get political. We stay positive. We're, we're diverse. We support women. We support LGBTQ community. We cover the issues. We, we cover the news. We don't manufacture the news. The only way that I can lose is if I let somebody drag me into some foolish beef. The only way that I can lose is if I let my ego get so big that I think that I'm bigger than the stories that I'm covering myself. The only way that I lose is if I stop grinding, if I stop focusing on playing chess, not checkers, and get involved in some, some sidebar rabbit hole stuff. And I'm not willing to lose at this game, and I just look at these brothers that I mentioned in this segment I just hope that they can continue to win because I love to see my guys win. I love to see all of us succeed. Lance J Show. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Did you know that 12,000 people are turning 65 years old every day? Many seniors will no longer be able to age in place and will need to look for individualized solutions. Upside Home is a personalized service for older adults that provides a gateway to independence and social experiences. Members choose how and where they want to live. Then their home manager connects them with services, anemones, and community events that promote overall wellness. Learn how Upside Home helps older adults age in the right place by calling 954-504-6122 or visiting UpsideHome.com. We begin searching for ways to not only feed, not only bridge the access to food, but how can we fight disease? Quite naturally, that required, it was a must that we figure out how to get fresh produce, crisp greens, leafy greens, and fruits and herbs and vegetables directly to the front door of those families that needed it the most. And so, we finally come out with a solution. And we call that Full Cart Fresh. We have teamed up with some of the, the greatest people in America, our American farmers. And through working with a collaborative of farmers across multiple states, we have created Full Cart Fresh. So imagine this, 
You're at a farm. The produce is picked and prepared, and it's boxed in a full cart fresh box at the farm. And then through our shipping and logistics uh, program, we ship directly from the farm, directly to the front door of the most vulnerable families in America. We have got families and seniors and children around the country who are hungry and as well as hungry are really managing and coping with serious illnesses and diseases. So come along, help us. Help Feeding Children Everywhere through our Full Cart program and the launch of our new Full Cart Fresh. Help those families in need. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. The construction Tims are classic in Philly they and are. New York. They are. Connecticut. James Lewis. I've never been to Connecticut, man. Connecticut, Jersey, you're definitely from Uptown, New York. You're definitely Manhattan, from New York if you Harlem. shouted out Connecticut. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance J Radio Network. Many years ago, I started this show on YouTube in my downtown Seattle studio apartment. I was flat broke and had no cable or internet. Had to walk to the Starbucks roastery or Pike and Miner just to upload the show for my dozens of listeners. This is why it's so exciting to be back in Seattle on KIXI Kixie, 880 AM weekdays from 4 to 5 PM. We'll be talking sports, music, healthcare, and just a little bit of politics. I think of the 206 is my second home, and it's great to be back. <laughs> 